1 Samuel chapter 23, David delivers the city of Keilah. They told David, the Philistines are fighting in Keilah and are looting the threshing floors. So David asked the Lord, should I go and strike down these Philistines? The Lord said to David, go strike the Philistines and deliver Keilah. But David's men said to him, we are afraid while we are still here in Judah. What will it be like if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? So David asked the Lord once again, but the Lord replied, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will give the Philistines into your hand. So David and his men went to Keilah and fought the Philistines. He took away their cattle and thoroughly defeated them. David delivered the inhabitants of Keilah. David eludes Saul again. Now when Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, had fled to David and Keilah, he had brought him an ephod. When Saul was told that David had come to Keilah, Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he has boxed himself into a corner by entering a city with two barred gates. So Saul mustered all his army to go down to Keilah and besiege David and his men. When David realised what Saul was planning to do and to harm him, he told Abiathar the priest, bring the ephod, Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has clearly heard that Saul is planning to come to Keilah to destroy the city because of me. Will the leaders of Keilah deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant was heard? O Lord God of Israel, please inform your servant. Then the Lord said, He will come down. David asked, Will the leaders of Keilah deliver me and my men into Saul's hands? The Lord said, They will deliver you over. So David and his men, who numbered about 600, set out and left Keilah. They moved around from one place to another. When told that David had escaped from Keilah, Saul called a halt to his expedition. David stayed in the strongholds that were in the desert and in the hill country of the wilderness of Ziph. Saul looked for him all the time, but God did not deliver David into his hands. David realised that Saul had come out to seek his life. At that time, David was in Haresh, in the wilderness of Ziph. Then Jonathan, son of Saul, left and went to David at Horesh. He encouraged him through God. He said to him, Don't be afraid, for the hand of my father Saul cannot find you. You will rule over Israel, and I will be your second in command. Even my father Saul realises this. When the two of them had made a covenant before the Lord, David stayed at Horesh, but Jonathan went to his house. Then the Ziphites went up to Saul at Gibeah and said, Isn't David hiding among us in the strongholds of Horesh, on the hill of Hakilah, south of Jeshimon? Now that at your own discretion, O king, come down, delivering him into the king's hands will be our responsibility. Saul replied, May you be blessed by the Lord, for you have had compassion on me. Go and make further arrangements. Determine precisely where he is and who has seen him there for I am told that he is extremely cunning. Locate precisely all the places where he hides and return to me with dependable information. Then I will go with you. If he is in the land, I will find him among all the thousands of Judah. So they left and went to Ziph ahead of Saul. Now David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon in the Rift Valley to the south of Jeshimon. Saul and his men went to look for him. But David was informed and went down to the rock and stayed in the wilderness of Maon. When Saul heard about it, he pursued David in the wilderness of Maon. Saul went on one side of the mountain while David and his men went on the other side of the mountain. 
David was hurrying to get away from Saul, but Saul and his men were surrounding David and his men to capture them. But a messenger came to Saul, saying, Come quickly, for the Philistines have raided the land. So Saul stopped pursuing David and went to confront the Philistines. Therefore that place is called Selah Hamalikoth. Then David went up from there and stayed in the strongholds of En Gedi. 1 Samuel chapter 24, David spares Saul's life. When Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he was told, Look, David is in the desert of En Gedi. So Saul took 3,000 select men from all Israel and went to find David and his men in the region of the rocks of the mountain goats. He came to the sheepfolds by the roads where there was a cave. Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the recesses of the cave. David's men said to him, This is the day about which the Lord said to you, I will give my enemy into your hand, and you can do to him whatever seems appropriate to you. So David got up and quietly cut off an edge of Saul's robe. Afterwards, David's conscience bothered him because he had cut off an edge of Saul's robe. He said to the men, May the Lord keep me far away from doing such a thing to my Lord, who is the Lord's chosen one, by extending my hand against him. After all, he is the Lord's chosen one. David restrained his men with these words and did not allow them to rise up against Saul. Then Saul left the cave and started down the road. Afterward, David got up and went out of the cave. He called out to Saul, My Lord, O King! When Saul looked behind him, David kneeled down and bowed his face to the ground. David said to Saul, Why do you pay attention when men say, David is seeking to do you harm? Today your own eyes see how the Lord delivered you, this very day, into my hands in the cave. Some told me to kill you, but I had pity on you and said... I will not extend my hand against the Lord, for he is the Lord's chosen one. Look, my father, and see the edge of your robe in my hand. When I cut off the edge of your robe, I did not kill you. So realise and understand that I am not planning evil or rebellion. Even though I have not sinned against you, you are waiting in ambush to take my life. May the Lord judge between the two of us, and may the Lord vindicate me over you. But my hand will not be against you. It's like the old proverb says, from evil people, evil proceeds. But my hand will not be against you. Who has the king of Israel come out after? Who is it that you are pursuing? A dead dog? A single flea? May the Lord be our judge and arbiter. May he see and arbitrate my case and deliver me from your hands. When David finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, Is that your voice, my son David? Then Saul wept loudly. He said to David, You are more innocent than I, for you have treated me well, even though I have tried to harm you. You have explained today how you have treated me well. The Lord delivered me into your hand, but you did not kill me. Now if a man finds his enemy, does he send him on his way in good shape? May the Lord repay you with good this day for what you have done to me. Now look, I realise that you will in fact be king, and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hands. So now swear to me in the Lord's name that you will not kill my descendants after me, or destroy my name from the house of my father. David promised Saul this on oath. Then Saul went to his house, and David and his men went up to the stronghold. 1 Chronicles chapter 6, Levi's descendants. The sons of Levi, Gershon, Koath, Merai. The sons of Koath, Amram, Izar, Hebron, and Uziel. 
the children of Amram, Aaron, Moses, and Miriam, the sons of Aaron, Nabab, Abihu, Eleazar, Ithamar. Eleazar was the father of Phinehas, and Phinehas was the father of Abishua. Abishua was the father of Bucky, and Bucky was the father of Uzi. Uzi was the father of Zariah, and Zariah was the father of Merarith. Merarith was the father of Amariah, and Amariah was the father of Ahitub. Ahitub was the father of Zadok, and Zadok was the father of Ahimaz. Ahimaz was the father of Azirah, and Azirah was the father of Joanan. Joanan was the father of Azariah, who served as priest in the temple Solomon built in Jerusalem. Azariah was the father of Amariah, and Amariah was the father of Ahitub. Ahitub was the father of Zadok, and Zadok was the father of Shalom. Shalom was the father of Hilkiah, and Hilkiah was the father of Azariah. Azariah was the father of Serariah, and Serariah was the father of Jehozadak. Jehozadak went into exile when the Lord sent the people of Judah and Jerusalem into exile by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. The sons of Levi, Gershom, Koath, and Merari. These are the names of the sons of Gershom. Libni and Shimei. The sons of Koath, Amram, Izar, Hebron, Uziel. The sons of Merari, Mali, and Mushi. These are the clans of the Levites by their families. To Gershom, his son Libni, and son Jehath. His son Zinar, his son Joah, his son Ido, his son Zerah, his son Jethari. The sons of Koath, his son Amidabad, his son Korah, his son Asiah, his son Elkanah, his son Ebiasaph, his son Asiah, his son Tehath, his son Uriel, his son Uzziah, and his son Shaul. The sons of Elkanah, Amasai Ahimoth, his son Elkanah, his son Zophi, his son Nahath, his son Eliab, his son Jeroam, and his son Elkanah. The sons of Samuel, Joel the firstborn, and Abijah the second oldest. The descendants of Merari, Mali, his son Libni, his son Shemai, his son Uzzah, his son Shemai, his son Haggiath, his son Asiah. Professional musicians, these are the men David put in charge of music in the Lord's sanctuary after the ark was placed there. They performed music before the sanctuary of the meeting tent until Solomon built the Lord's temple in Jerusalem. They carried out their tasks according to regulations. These are the ones who served along with their sons. From the Kohathites, Heman the musician, son of Joel, son of Samuel, son of Helkanah, son of Jeroam, son of Eliel, son of Toa, son of Zuf, son of Elkanah, son of Mahath, son of Amasai, son of Elkanah, son of Joel, son of Azariah, son of Zephaniah, son of Tehath, son of Aziah, son of Ebiasaph, son of Korah, son of Issachar, son of Koath, son of Levi, son of Israel. Serving behind was his fellow Levite Asaph, son of Berechiah, son of Shema, son of Michael, son of Basiath, son of Malachiath, son of Ethni, son of Zerah, son of Abadar, son of Ethan, son of Zimar, son of Shimmai, son of Jaheth, son of Gershom, son of Levi. Serving beside them were the fellow Levites, the descendants of Merari, led by Ethan, son of Kishi, son of Abni, son of Maluk, son of Hashabiah, son of Amaziah, son of Hilkiah, 
son of Amzi, son of Bani, son of Shema, son of Mali, son of Mushi, son of Merai, son of Levi. The rest of their fellow Levites were assigned to perform remaining tasks at God's sanctuary. But Aaron and his descendants offered sacrifices on the altar for burnt offerings and on the altar for incense, as they had been assigned to do in the most holy sanctuary. They made atonement for Israel, just as God's servant Moses had ordered. These were the descendants of Aaron, his son Eleazar, his son Phinehas, his son Abishu, his son Bucky, his son Uzi, his son Zeriah, his son Merioeth, his son Amariah, his son Ahitub, his son Zadok, his son Ahimaz. These were the areas where Aaron's descendants lived. The following belonged to the Kohathanite clan, and they received the first allotment. They were allotted Hebron in the territory of Judah, as well as its surrounding pasture lands. But the city's land and the nearby towns were allotted to Caleb, son of Jephunneh. The descendants of Aaron were also allotted as cities of refuge. Hebron, Libnah and its pasture lands, Jatir, Eshtemoa and its pasture lands, Hilez and its pasture lands, Debir and its pasture lands, Ashan and its pasture lands, Beth Shemesh and its pasture lands. Within the territory of the tribe of Benjamin, there were allotted Geba and its pasture lands, Alamath and its pasture lands, and Ananoth and its pasture lands. The clans were allotted thirteen cities in all. The rest of Koath's descendants were allotted ten cities in the territory of the half-tribe of Manasseh. The clans of Gershon's descendants received thirteen cities within the territory of the tribes of Issachar, Asher, Naphtali and Manasseh in Bashan. The clans of Merari's descendants were allotted twelve cities within the territory of the tribes of Reuben, Gad and Zebulon. So the Israelites gave to the Levites these cities and their pasture lands. They allotted these previously named cities from the territory of the tribes of Judah, Simeon and Benjamin. The clans of Kohath's descendants also received cities as their territory within the tribe of Ephraim. They were allotted as cities of refuge Shechem and its pasture land in the hill country of Ephraim, Giza and its pasture lands, Jokmim and its pasture lands, Beth Haram and its pasture lands, Ajalon and its pasture lands, and Gath Rimon and its pasture lands. Within the territory of the half-tribe of Manasseh, the rest of Koath's descendants received Anna and its pasture lands and Belim and its pasture lands. The following belonged to Gershon's descendants. Within the half-tribe of Manasseh, Golan in Bashan and its pasture lands, Ashtaroth and its pasture lands. Within the territory of the tribe of Issachar, Kadesh and its pasture lands, Dabarath and its pasture lands, Ramoth and its pasture lands, and Anem and its pasture lands. Within the territory of the tribe of Asher, Mashal and its pasture lands, Abdon and its pasture lands, Hukok and its pasture lands, and Rahob and its pasture lands. Within the territory of the tribe of Naphtali, Kadesh in Galilee and its pasture lands, Hamon and its pasture lands, and Kilathian and its pasture lands. The following belonged to the rest of Merai's descendants. 
within the territory of the tribe of Zebulon, Rimoni and its pasturelands, and Tabor and its pasturelands, within the territory of the tribe of Reuben, across the Jordan east of Jericho, Beza and the wilderness and its pasturelands, Jazah and its pasturelands, Kedemoth and its pasturelands, and Maphath and its pasturelands, within the territory of the tribe of Gad, Ramoth in Gilead and its pasturelands, Mahanaim and its pasturelands, Heshbon and its pasturelands, and Gazir and its pasturelands. Psalm 54. For the music director to be accompanied by stringed instruments, a well-written song by David. It was written when Ziphites came and informed Saul, David is hiding with us. O God, deliver me by your name. Vindicate me by your prayer. O God, listen to my prayer. Pay attention to what I say. For foreigners attack me. Ruthless men who do not respect God seek my life. Selah. Look, God is my deliverer. The Lord is among those who support me. May those who wait to ambush me be repaid for their evil. As a demonstration of your faithfulness, destroy them. With a freewill offering I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. Surely he rescues me from all my trouble, and I will triumph over my enemies. Acts chapter 16, Timothy joins Paul and Silas. He also came to Derbe and to Lystra. A disciple named Timothy was there, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The brothers in Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was Greek. As they passed through the towns, they passed on the decrees that had been decided upon by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the Gentile believers to obey. So the churches were being strengthened in the faith and were increasing in number every day. Paul's vision of a Macedonian man. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been prevented by the Holy Spirit from speaking the message in the province of Asia. When they came to Mycenae, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to do this, so they passed through Mycenae and went down to Troas. A vision appeared to Paul during the night. A Macedonian man was standing there urging him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul saw this vision, we attempted immediately to go over to Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. Arrival at Philippi. We put out to sea from Troas and sailed a straight course to Samothrace and the next day to Neopolis and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city of that district of Macedonia, a Roman colony. We stayed in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the city gate to the side of the river where we thought there would be a place of prayer and we sat down and began to speak to the women who had assembled there. A woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, a God-fearing woman, listened to us. The Lord opened her heart in response to what Paul was saying. After she and her household were baptised, she urged us, If you consider me to be a believer in the Lord, come and stay in my house. And she persuaded us. 
Paul and Silas are thrown into prison. Now, as they were going to the place of prayer, a slave girl met us who had a spirit that enabled her to foretell the future by supernatural means. She brought her owners a great prophet by fortune-telling. She followed behind Paul and us and kept crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God, who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. She continued to do this for many days, but Paul became greatly annoyed and turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of her at once. But when her owners saw their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are throwing our city into confusion. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us except to accept or practice, since we are Romans. The crowd joined the attack against them, and the magistrates tore the clothes of Paul and Silas and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had beaten them severely, they threw them into prison and commanded the jailer to guard them securely. Receiving such orders, he threw them in an inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the rest of the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly a great earthquake occurred, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Immediately all the doors flew open, and the bonds of all the prisoners came loose. When the jailer woke up and saw the doors of the prison standing open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, because he assumed the prisoners had escaped. But Paul called out loudly, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. Calling for lights, the jailer rushed in and fell down trembling at the feet of Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him, along with all those who were in his house. At that hour of night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and all his family were baptised right away. The jailer brought them into his house and set food before them, and he rejoiced greatly that he had come to believe in God, together with his entire household. At daybreak, the magistrates sent, to the, sent their police officers, saying, Release those men. The jailer reported these words to Paul, saying, The magistrates have sent orders to release you, so come out now and go in peace. But Paul said to the police officers, they had us beaten in public without a proper trial, even though we are Roman citizens and they threw us in prison. And now they want to send us away secretly? Absolutely not. They themselves must come and escort us out. The police officers reported these words to the magistrates. They were frightened when they heard Paul and Silas were Roman citizens and came and apologised to them. After they brought them out, they asked them repeatedly to leave the city. When they came out of prison, they entered Lydia's house, and when they saw the brothers, they encouraged them, and then departed.